the reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, and I am not Johnny Depp. Nor <laughs> is Johnny Depp going to be showing up anytime soon, especially in Fantastic Breasts and Where to Find Them. Three. I said it again, didn't I? Yeah, Fantastic did. Beasts and Where to Find Them 3. And I'm sure it has a subtitle, but I don't know what it is. <clears throat> because Johnny Depp has had trouble with his ex-wife. And quite frankly, I stopped caring as soon as it got to <clears throat> the the he said, he said, she said aspect of it. Yeah. And I don't care. He's being replaced allegedly by Mads Mikkelsen, who has denied that he's in it. Just of like he has. Tatiana Mislani is not She-Hulk. And Poe Dameron is not Moon Knight. And yeah. Ted exists. So, yeah, none of that's true. <laughs> none of it is. Uh, it, it's, it's just a stupid story. It is. But, and, I don't, and like you, I don't care because I don't care about that franchise. I, I, I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble trying to. Yeah. I have kids who are like, oh, we have to see it. And I'm like, oh, why? <clears throat> <laughs> just saying. Um, there was a weird leak that occurred the other day. But I called a plumber, and it's been no, not that one. The uh, it comes from it. <laughs> comes from the Funko Pop people, who yes. make the non-bobbling heads, yes. dolls. Which one of my kids loved? Actually, two of my kids love those. The third one has looked at me and said, "Why? Why? Do, why? What's the anyway?" Yeah, that's my know. that's my opinion of Funko Pop, who are wild and they are wildly popular. Wildly popular, but. Uh, they released the image for a forthcoming two-figure set from the WandaVision TV series, which does have a start date of January 15th on Disney+. Plus. Yay. Uh, the two-pack figure is not the Scarlet Witch and Vision. It's Vision and Quicksilver. Interesting. Very so interesting. guess who's coming back in the series? Uh, but the catch, and I kind of like this catch, we don't know which Quicksilver is coming back. Because there was the one from the X-Men franchise. There's one from the Avengers. Both actors have been seen on set. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and and here's the thing. Because uh, we're dealing in alternate realities, alternate timelines, I would not yeah. be a bit surprised to see both actors play Quicksilver. And run into each other and merge into Daniel I'm Radcliffe, who will play him forthcoming in all the... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or, or, I or hope. Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah, oh, that's I mean, where he went. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised, honestly, to see them go with a third actor if they're going to bring the character back. Although, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Tom Hanks. <laughs> <coughs> yes, Tom Hanks would that's be lovely. Go over well. Uh, about as well as the Snyder Cut trailer, which I have yet to find anybody who actually liked the Snyder Cut trailer. Uh, uh, the Snyder Cut of, of Justice League, for those of you who yeah. somehow missed every other show we've ever done, I think. Um, but there was some bad news from the Snyder Cut. That's good news for everybody else, really. They've decided to pull the trailer because when they released it with that dreadful Hallelujah song, which I still think is the worst song ever put to, to tape or disc or whatever you want to put it on um <clears throat> turns out they didn't have the rights to it so the trailer has been pulled and then as soon as i heard that the next day they released a black and white version that still had the song in it so who knows what the hell's going on there 
<laughs> I still think it's a horrible idea to have that ha- have that song <clears throat> in action trailer. It doesn't. Yeah. <clears throat> that's worse than the themes to the Bond movies. <clears throat> it just doesn't work. That would be an interesting theme for a Bond movie, though. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, that is the theme for, uh, what is it, No Time to Be Re-Released? Is that what the, uh, <laughs> Could be. <clears throat> no Time to Actually Put Out a Release Date, that's what it's going to be. <clears throat> but that ties into our next story, which also comes from DC. DC's got a lot of news, so bear with us on this. They do. Wonder Woman 2 or Wonder Woman 1984, depends on which way you're looking at it. Uh, it's going to be released on Christmas Day in the United States, in theaters, and on HBO Max. Unless you live in a country that doesn't have HBO Max, then it's coming out on December 16th. Let the piracy begin. Yeah, exactly. So, we, uh, when, when is the, we haven't talked about this for a while, but I know we talked about this maybe, what, three years ago, something like that. It's like, why do you do this? <laughs> we hate piracy, so here, we're going to release this movie two, three weeks early in lots of other countries. Like, why don't you just do the well, same day? <clears throat> but <clears throat> Captain America, this still kills me. <laughs> yeah. The last country to get all of the Captain America movies was America. Well, who the hell? Seems a bit odd. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the Wonder stupid, asinine. The Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four thing is really, really strange, right? Not not so much the foreign release because that's kind of a odd common thing. We're that almost we're doing used now. to it. But the fact that they're putting it on HBO Max and they are not screen over their subscribers like Disney Plus decided to do by making people well, they didn't make anybody do anything. But if you wanted to see Mulan, you got to buy it for thirty dollars. And you still had to subscribe to Disney Plus. And if you don't subscribe to Disney Plus later, you won't have Mulan anymore, which is like, what the hell is wrong with you people, meaning Disney? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. But H- Warner, HBO Max is like, if you got if you got HBO Max, you can watch Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day for 30 days. After 30 days, it goes away, goes back to exclusively at the movie theaters. And then after 60 days, then you can buy it. So... Uh, really strange release pattern they're doing here. Obviously it's, they hope to drive a lot of subscribers to HBO max because I think they probably will. Uh, as someone wrote for deadline, where's the person's name? Hello. Where did you go? I don't see your name here. Well, I would give you credit, but yeah, it was probably Ted Hicks. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Anthony DeLisandro as Anthony DeLisandro <clears throat> says, he says, why pay $15 a ticket? Per person, when you can just shell out 15 bucks for the month and everybody can watch Wonder Woman 1984 at home, which is like, yeah, exactly. So it seems like, uh, <sighs> I mean, I kind of wonder, it's like, is there some point in releasing it at the theaters at all? I mean, they're apparently like, what, 2,500 theaters that are open, but right, <clears throat> the big openings are making $3 million. No one is going anyway because most people are being smart. Well, and and watching it at home, have you noticed that the price of a a large popcorn at the movie theater is the same as buying 48 popping bags for your microwave? (laughs) Most likely. No, no, it is. I I actually looked this up today. I I looked up the price of movie theater popcorn, and I also went to Walmart and went, you know what? (laughs) Damn. I can eat popcorn for two months, which something like that. Yes. Probably three or four months. 
Wow. That's but <clears throat> let's see. Other Wonder Woman related DC comic news, but it's coming to TV only in a way we've never seen it before. There's a plan for a Wonder Girl TV series. Now, okay. Wonder Girl has popped up in the in the Teen Titans. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a psychic for Wonder Woman, and there's been two of them, possibly three. I'm a bit lost as to I didn't keep up with Wonder Girl. Okay, sorry. There, there was Donna Troy, who was the one with the Titans, and Cassie Sandmark, who was the, I think it's Sandmark, Samark. There might be a D, there might not. Depends on her grades. It, she was the <laughs> one in uh, Titans, <clears throat> not Titans, in uh, Young Justice, ah. which was still really damn good. Anyway, this time it's not either of them. <clears throat> They're creating a whole new Wonder Girl. This time she's a Latina. And she is absolutely not linked to any of the other Wonder Woman characters at all whatsoever. Because, uh, Odd choice. yeah, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I'm just wondering why you can't use one of the established ones. Okay, fine. I know they're they're both white. Yeah, and make fine. Make one of them black. Make this one Latina. Cassie Sandmark can be from uh, what Guadalupe, if that's really right. a place where right. Senior Droopy is from. Senior Droopy. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it will. Be. Hopefully it will be. The same lovely quality that the other... Is it on the CW? Oh, of course. Uh, hopefully it'll be the same lovely quality and they will absolutely sabotage the character with their shitty writing pretty quickly because they do that oh. with everything. <clears throat> but that's not the only news from DC and the CW. This makes even less sense. <laughs> um, and this is probably the most confusing news of the week. And I heard about a live-action Powerpuff Girls movie. And quite frankly, that's all I've heard about it. So I'm going to move on from there. The most confusing thing I've heard this week came from out of the DCCW thing. There's a character in the Black Lightning TV series named Painkiller. And he's getting a spinoff. Yay. The Black Lightning TV show, however, is getting canceled. (laughs) I was going to say. Which confuses. that, That was announced this morning that we're recording this last week. And more will probably have come out by the time you hear this. You know what? Fine. It's fresh to us, and it doesn't make a damn bit of sense to either of us, no. nor does it make sense to anyone who does not work specifically with the show, because we're all kind of going, what the hell? Because it doesn't make any sense. No. Like, zero sense. <sighs> Don't, I do not understand. <clears throat> These other two uh, news stories... That I wanted to touch on. They kind of go a bit political, <clears throat> but not in, in a politics kind of way. Uh, the movie Witches, which, quite frankly, I missed. Oh, darn. It doesn't look that good. Anyway, Anne Hathaway is a witch, and it's an adaption of Roald Dahl's The Witches. Roald Dahl being the Willy Wonka guy. Remember him? Does some weird stuff. Lots of weird stuff. Anyway. The problem with this is Anne Hathaway's character has some deformed hands and funky teeth. So a lot of people think that they're making fun of people who have uh, disabilities. 
and that anyone who has a disability must therefore be evil and abnormal and they must be a monster because look at this movie about witches, even though witches have been portrayed this way since the invention of the witch back in five bajillion BC. They've always been kind of funky looking, even though I know some witches. Hi, L. How you doing? And say, yeah, L. L's pretty hot. For even <clears throat> I'm not going to mention her age because we're not supposed to. Um, yeah. Did, did you see anything about this? Because I'm I did. I did. And I totally get, you know, the people who are protesting because they really went overboard with this because she has two fingers and a thumb. You know, when, so does when, Nightcrawler. She, when she is revealed in her in her. Yeah. Which, but Nightcrawler is a hero. Big difference because this is portrayed as she's like a horrific person because she is a horrific person. And, you know, I can see people being upset about it, but good news for them is like, I don't think anybody saw this movie. <clears throat> like, I, I, I wasn't, I was interested initially because oh, this sounds like good. And I saw the trailer just like, yeah, no. Well, I mean, here's another thing though. What if trailer you genuinely have, what if you genuinely have a villain who happens to be have a disability like this? Mm-hmm. You could. I mean, well, no, you can't now because here, here's Anne Hathaway of all people with, with a, what people are calling a deformity. It might just be a thing of the witches in this universe. They've only got two fingers and a thumb. Ben Grimm was missing a finger too. They and he's a monster, but they didn't say anything about him. Um. I do think it goes to the whole p- premise that she's eating children. So that's a horrific so character. Make, it, it's not that she's deformed. Let's make cannibalism a bad thing. Well, I'm just that, saying it. that would be a bad thing. I know. Yeah, yeah, I totally get the people being upset about it. but I kind of do. But luckily the for time, them, no one is going to remember this freaking movie. If you want to watch a version of The Witches, watch the one that came out. Mm, wow, it's 30 years ago. It's really, really good. And it's really cool. Um, let's throw another character out or actually another actress, Gina Carano mm-hmm. of the Mandalorian. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> she had a thing a couple of weeks ago where she did not understand something on Twitter where people were putting, uh, pronouns next to their names, like he, him, she, her, they, them, that way. They know what gender the person is because they might be. Apparently, it's a trans thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. She did. She says she honestly didn't know. She said she asked some people. She said she got an answer, and then she apologized if she offended anyone. But she then offended more people because next to her name, she put boop bop beep. And people had a hissy fit. They said, no, no, how dare you do that? You're making fun of trans people by putting boop, bop, beep next to your name. Um, Except she works on a Star Wars series. Right. And every droid says boop, bop, beep. Exactly. She's also come under fire for, and I haven't read the specific tweets, for either mocking wearing masks or just questioning the value of wearing masks, at least put it that way. Yeah, I don't, I mean, she's wrong. However, I don't think she needs to be fired 
fired for espousing that view. And the beep bop boop thing is like, like you said, hello, Star Wars series. That's just ridiculous to think uh, that's that's a transphobic statement. Uh, someone who's transphobic, that would be the author of the Harry Potter things. She's made lots of statements that are clearly transphobic. Gina Carano's stuff is like, yeah, like you said, she was, wasn't aware of what was going on with that, with the pronouns. It's like, oh, okay. And I think she was kind of making light of it. Was it the best decision? Maybe not. But it's like, okay, whatever, you know. Uh, is she actively saying, oh, these people are wrong for living their life the way they choose to live it or the way you shouldn't even say the way they choose to live it for living the life as who they are. Let's put it that way. Right. And she's not doing that. I've not seen any someone's claiming she's doing that. And you know, the whole thing with a mask is like, okay, so you're wrong. But that doesn't mean you should be fired for it. You know, just the whole thing with Evangeline Lilly, she's saying she's still not sure if she's going to be in Ant-Man three because she was putting out a lot of tweets about, Oh, this is all ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. And they told her to kind of tone it down. But again, it's not exactly as harmful as like, oh, go drink bleach. You'll be okay, which certain leaders have said idiotic crap like that. Uh, Are they orange? Are they orange leaders? Could be. Could be. Um, yeah, the, the oddest thing about Gina Carano is I in. Have you caught any of the Mandalorian yet? No. Season two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eventually, well, yeah, season, season one, of course. But yeah, she uh, she seems to be noticeably larger in season two, and I'm not saying like fat, like bigger, stronger, like she could probably play the Hulk, not She Hulk, but Hulk, like and just put a green tint on her. I mean, she is big, and I was thinking that's impressive. Yeah, and I was thinking, okay, how much does she weigh now? Because I'm thinking she's got to be hitting 165, 170 easy. I mean, she's big and I don't, and, and again, anytime now, and again, not making any comment about, Oh, that's terrible. She just looks impressive. Like, Holy crap. She's been working. Uh, supposedly her weight is 143, but, but the picture that they were showing of her is like, yeah, that ain't the picture. It's not what she looks huh. like now. I mean, Holy crap. Her arms are like, she is, uh, she's scary in a good way. I was like, Wow. She, she looks like someone who could just like, I don't know, go take over the universe. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm more interested in, in that. It's like, what is her workout routine? Because, yeah, she's she's way past any weight class in MMA at this point. At this point. <laughs> it's like, man alive. She is she is uh, scary, a physical specimen. And yeah, go ahead and tweet your beep, bop, boop all you want, because Come on, it's Star Wars, man. I mean, what are you, what are people talking about? That's just insane. You know, <clears throat> you were throwing out numbers there for a minute. And that seems to be a good segue to the thing I reviewed this week. Numbers. Actually, it is. The TV series. Only some people don't call it numbers. Some people call it num years. <laughs> is it really because numbers? The, e, the TV series? Because the, the, because the three. Yeah, e, yeah. Or the E is a three. And it kind of fits. They were being cute. And I, I know where it came from. I happen to be, I guess, part of the people who, who watched it. Uh, the star of the series, David Krumholtz, was on uh, Craig Ferguson's late, late, late Why the Hell Are You Still Up show. Yes. Um, <clears throat> which was shown at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Germany, where I lived at the time. Hmm. 
Sure, why not? So I, I was watching the interview with him, and jokingly, Craig called it numb three ears. <laughs> and David went, went, what? Well, you've got the letter E, and it turned into a three, so I've called it numb three ears. And it it stuck. Every apparently lots of the cast members went, ooh, we'll call it numb three years. And and so did me and my wife. And we both love this series. There's a couple flaws with it. I'm gonna get to those. But it's got okay, it's got a great cast with you know David Krumholtz, who's been in a, a lot of stuff. Uh Rob Morrow, Judd Hirsch. I'm going to mispronounce her name because I've never seen anyone actually or heard anyone actually say it. Uh Navi Rawat who does a great job in everything I've seen her in. Um, and Alami Ballard, this was where he started. I have seen him in a ton of stuff now. Always, well, not always, but I, most of the time as a cop. And it works. It, it fits his role. It, it works. Anyway, the series, Numb Three Years. Mm. <laughs> it's about, uh, it's actually about brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob Morrow plays an FBI agent. David Krumholtz plays his little brother who is a math genius. And they put the two together to have to use math to solve crimes. And it's not, ooh, the, the, this, this computer was hacked, although that does come up occasionally. It's, we're going to use math to determine where these criminals are going to strike next and what they're going to be using to steal whatever it is. And the way they write the scripts... Makes you go, I like the sound of this. But if you stop to think about a lot of them, you go, hang on a minute. <clears throat> so by taking this equation and that one and standing this one on its head and turning this one on its side, we can conclude that the bad guy is Steve and here's his address and his phone number and all of his friends. And you go, wait, a minute, whoa, whoa. If you stop to think, you go, how the hell are you doing that with an equation? I'm not saying you can't. I believe in science. I'm from a science town. Literally. Look up Oak Ridge, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tennessee. Bite me. So I, I love science and all this stuff, but I, I, I want more explanation in the math. Not necessarily, here's what the equation looks like, which they do occasionally. And you go, yeah, I don't even recognize half of that as numbers and or letters. That's a symbol of some kind that... I saw in a Justice League cartoon once. I think it's from Apocalypse. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you got just you just let it go and follow the story, and the stories are usually really good. <clears throat> um, Judd Hirsch plays their dad, and Judd Hirsch is awesome in everything, especially um, in this show. Lou Diamond Phillips, right? Yep. Shows up occasionally in this series, and his character is, he's not Batman, but he is this universe's Batman, except he's an FBI sniper. Okay, ju- just picture that. Whenever he shows up, he shows up and pulled Batman stuff. Not, you know, ooh, I've got Batarangs, but <clears throat> I know everything about this, that, and the other. And you go, oh, okay. Yes, yes, Batman. One of those things. It, it's it's very cool. It's a very fun series to watch. It's it's not even that old. It's about ten years old now. Um, 
And I believe all the seasons are available on Hulu. If you've got Hulu. They're on Hulu. I'm going to recommend it because this is a very fun series. I will concur with everything. I haven't seen all of it. I've probably seen eh, a third, maybe half of the shows. Really fun show. It's a fun show. There are, I will say there are a couple episodes that are fall into the difficult to watch category because of the subject matter. Cause it's yeah. a, uh, like there was one about, uh, what was it? Asian women being sold to be buried with unmarried Asian men because of a religion thing. I don't remember all the details of that episode, but it was kind of difficult to watch. Um, but it was made better because Kelly who was put in and everything is better with Kelly who in it. So that's a good thing. That would be a very good thing. So what you got this week? Well, that's a brilliant segue. Thank I was, you. I was waiting to figure I, out I, how we're going to pull the segue on this one. Well, I, I, I have got about three hours <laughs> of sleep this week. Oh, that's fun. I'm sorry. I am amazed that. I've gotten this far into the show. Yeah, seriously. I had four hours of sleep last night and I thought I was sucking it. So mm-hmm. I have two movies, but I also have a series. My series Uh-oh. didn't last five or six years like numbers did. Uh, it's actually only four episodes. It's a limited series. Came out on Netflix on Veterans Day. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't watch it on Veterans Day. I watched it a little later. Uh, this is called The Liberator. Uh, a lot of interesting things with this. So limited series. There won't be any sequels. This is it's done. So don't expect season. If if there's a season two, there's a major problem because this is about the, the story basically of a, an army, a U.S. Army captain and he, his unit. They go to Europe to fight to liberate the world from Hitler's crap based on the true story of this person who was the army captain who led his unit and blah, blah, blah. So they first landed in Sicily and they just went from action to action, to action, to action. I believe it was 517 days. And out of those 517 days, I think they did not see combat like maybe 14. I mean, they were just like fighting, fighting, fighting (laughs) every time they got their objective. Oh, go here go fight these guys. And it's just on and on and on. So they were in some really rough uh, areas like Anzio. Uh, One of the reasons I really like this is they don't exactly win every time because that's what war is like. Yeah. That's what war is like. Um, Not much of a spoiler because it's based on the memoirs of the man, which means he survived. So he survives. Sorry if you didn't figure that out, but he survives. Uh, Some other people in his unit don't survive again because it's war. Uh, Yes. Uh, Other, other quick spoiler from the time period, the Titanic movie, the boat sinks. (laughs) The boat does sink. So some interesting things about the, this is really, really well done. I mean, this to me, this is like, not quite, but close to saving Private Ryan level. This is a really good. Wow. If you, if you like war movies, this is this is really good. This is top notch stuff. Uh, I doubt that you'll have heard of any of the actors that are in it. Uh, they all do a terrific job. Bradley James, Martin Sensmeyer, Jose Miguel Vasquez. Those are just a few. Uh, some 
odd production notes about this. Uh, I guess I'm, I should start with the first one that's unusual. It's animated. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. But it's animated in an interesting way. It's rotoscoped. Now, if you're not familiar with rotoscoping, it's filmed, and then they paint animation over it. So it was filmed, live action filmed, and then they paint animation over it. If you've ever heard of the movie A Scanner Darkly, Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah, back to, all the way back to Wizards, same kind of thing, rotoscope. Although this is not as heavily done as Bakshi's, it's not as fantastic. Now, and it looks pretty realistic. The reason they did this is because they initially sold this to the History Channel. The History Channel was going to make this either an eight or ten part series. And then they figured out it's going to cost about $15 million an episode. We ain't got that kind of money. We're just the History Channel. Netflix said, we got that money. So Netflix snapped it, snapped it right up. And then they, I don't know that it was, that was just the projection. I don't even, I don't think there were even scripts to carry it out through eight episodes or whatever. But Netflix turned it into this four-part series. And again, each each episode is about 54, 55 minutes long. So it's four-hour movie, basically. Um, it's really, really well done. So the reason they rotoscoped that, I guess I should say this, because that saved them a crap load of money because they didn't have to get real tanks. They didn't have to really blow anything up. They didn't have to be on location. Every all, all that stuff is animated. It's really, really well done. Um, again, the acting is great. The scripts are, scripts are great. Um, and, you know, okay. I, if you don't know who won World War II, and again, that's another spoiler. So, yeah, the, the good guys win at the end. Um, Oh, the, the boat sank in Titanic. Did, did, did I mention? <laughs> it, it did sink. Um, it's pretty graphic. Now, again, it's animated, but it's a war movie. Bad things happen in wars. Uh, also, they end up, the last episode, they end up in Dachau, a uh, mm -hmm. concentration camp that the Nazis were running, where they uh, decided they were going to kill lots and lots of people. That episode is rough and it's interesting it because it really goes into the reactions of the american gis as they liberate this camp and this again this is from the captain's memoirs this is what happened um there are a, a, you'll come across a couple people that you have heard of uh hitler's not one of them but you'll come across a couple people that you have heard of in in the series uh again this is much better than I expected. I thought, well, this might be good. And I, I think it's really good against the Liberator. It's on Netflix. Uh, easily binged over a weekend because it's four hours, the whole thing. IMDb rating, 7.6. Pretty good. So uh, don't let the animation throw you off if you're not into animation because it's, it's live action, basically. It's just with an animated skin over it so they could afford to do this. Highly recommend The Liberator. Uh, then I jumped, I guess I guess I'll say I jumped back uh, several centuries for when this movie is set. Uh, this is on another streaming service. This is on the Criterion channel. So if you subscribe to the Criterion channel, it's free. Or you can just rent it on Prime, Amazon Prime, whatever. It's available on a lot of other things. <clears throat> this is the 20th movie in a very popular series from Japan, Zatoichi. The Blind Swordsman. This particular episode is Zatoichi meets Yojimbo. So Z Zatoichi 
is again, there gosh, I think there's almost 30 movies on, on the characters at Oichi. And then he's, again, this is set in feudal Japan with the samurai and he's a masseur and he's also an incredible swordsman and he's also blind. So believe me, it works. It works. And because Yojimbo, extremely popular character that Toshiro Mifune played, two movies about, and Yojimbo just means bodyguard. So basically, he's reprising that character, although he isn't really. They call him Yojimbo because he's a bodyguard, but he really isn't that character from the first movie. It's just because everybody knew. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a foodie. Just like a huge star playing basically that character. So we'll put these two big-time hero action heroes together. Um, it's not great, but it's totally fun. The sword play is... When it's one of the two main characters, the swordplay is pretty darn good. When it's other characters, it's not so, it's not that great for the most part, and it's not supposed to be because the whole point is like not everyone is a fantastic warrior. It's like some of these guys barely know how to hold a damn sword. Uh, it is based a little bit on the Yojimbo character where he goes into a small town and the town everyone in the town is corrupt and there being there's a big fight between two mobs and they're trying to fight over control of the town. That's pretty much lifted from uh, the original Yojimbo film. But Zatoichi, this turns out to be, it's his hometown. He's just going back to just relax, go back to his home, just have a nice time. And as he says, it, it, it is now literally hell. And Yojimbo is there. He's on one, the side of one faction, except as it goes along, maybe he's not on that fa on the side of that faction. Maybe he's on another side, which again, mimics the original Yojimbo. And the scenes between the two, I wish there were more of them. I mean, they interact pretty frequently, but frankly, I would have been happier if this was just two hours of just them, nobody else, because their scenes together are, are great. And they're constantly mentally sparring, uh, they get together and eh, they decide they're going to get drunk together because that's fun. And they const and they're insulting each other about, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to kill you later. It's like, no, I think I'm going to kill you later. And you have this tension going on between the two. And they do have a couple fight scenes. And they have a big climactic fight scene, which is actually pretty short. Um, but it's still worth watching. Uh, is Yojimbo, the original Yojimbo, a better movie? Yeah. Um, there's a remake of Zatoichi. It's called Zetoichi the Blind Swordsman came out about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, not with the original actor because this movie is from 1970. Hard to believe this freaking thing is 50 years old. But uh, that is an excellent film. But if you just want to watch some cool swordplay, you want to watch really cool characters going at each other, Zetoichi meets Yojimbo. Excellent movie. Uh, it is not one hour and 19 minutes long, though, which is what... IMDb says, no idea why, it is an hour and 56 minutes long. <laughs> For the life of me, I have no idea why the hell you see the running time listed because it is 156 minutes long because I just watched it yesterday. Um, and then one it's other- the director's cut. Yeah, with, with a katana. Uh, one of the other odd things is at the very end of the film, it shows the copyright date and it's 1965. I have not seen anywhere that this movie came out in 1965 or was filmed in 1965. Maybe it was, but why the hell Toho Studios put a copyright date? Maybe because they had the original copyright and so they bought that. 
this, this, the other, stu- I don't know. But everything I've seen says it came out in 1970, so whatever. Entertaining film, worth watching. And now I come to the most recent movie I watched, which actually came out uh, in 2020 in theaters in Russia. Because it's a Russian movie. Uh, This movie is called Sputnik. It got some pretty good reviews, and I thought, man, this sounds interesting. It's an outer space mission. Not like in far-flung outer space. It's just like, oh, they're orbiting the Earth. Two guys in a in a Russian satellite looks like like basically like an old Gemini capsule or something like that. Oh, there they go now. Yeah, unfortunately, it appears that something got into the capsule, and the capsule comes back, and one of the guys is dead, and the other guy is okay, and they're trying to figure out okay what the hell happened. Um, there there is a creepy alien in it because the poster shows a creepy alien kind of standing behind the guy so not much of a spoiler um the fun part comes in because i'm thinking okay this is kind of an alien ripoff whatever it isn't it changes quite a bit from that path into something very very different that i didn't expect the story basically follows a psychologist who is trying to figure out what's going on with this guy with the surviving astronaut mentally and then they find out there's an alien and things get stranger and stranger from there uh there is a villain in the film and it is not the alien because that's kind of classic right it's like oh this government guy he's really nice is like no he's not because that's how these movies go typically he's a government guy therefore and he's a russian government guy a couple of things that are fun is this is set in the 80s so it is in the Soviet Union, it is not set in Russia, which is a little different. Um, it's also interesting to me that Sputnik, I just thought Sputnik meant satellite. Doesn't. It doesn't? Sputnik no. means traveling companion. And they named Sputnik Sputnik because it was a traveling companion of the Earth. It was the first one that that mankind had sent out there. So we think it's meaning a satellite because it kind of was, but the traveling companion is not just the satellite. The traveling companion is the alien. So it's a very cool, very cool little title, which is like, ah, that totally makes sense. So it's got a six, four and IMDB. I th- actually think that's too low. I, I really enjoyed this. It is in Russian. You're going to have to deal with the subtitles, deal with it. Uh, you can find this on Amazon Prime. And actually, if you happen to have Hulu, just go to Hulu. You don't have to pay anything because it's free on Hulu. Yay! Hey, bonus points. Yeah, so uh, actually, of the three, I would recommend The Liberator the most. But I really enjoyed Sputnik and also really enjoyed Zatwichi meets Yojimbo. So three good things. Four good things. We had numbers. We can use numbers. You had, yeah, talk about staying home and watching a movie. It's like you're going to be staying home for years if you're watching numbers, it's, which it's, is it's a good not thing. That long. It, it, it technically ran for five seasons, but four of them are half seasons. So make it that what you wish. Only half seasons? I, yeah, guess, I, the, I guess the numbers weren't that good. <laughs> actually, it was they, they ended, if I recall correctly, ended season four on a cliffhanger and we're just going to leave it there, <laughs> which 
puts it into uh, would have put it into the category of shows that just pissed me off by cliffhanger and we're done. No, no, but 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 Steve is bleeding to death in the kitchen. What the? Bye, Steve. <laughs> well, it's always got to be Steve. Do you think it should have been called patterns instead of numbers? That might have had it make more sense. Kind of, maybe. I, I, I it's a re- I haven't seen but all. But then the the, the it's a really. But good then show. people would go, oh, it's a quilting show. Yeah, probably. We we solve murder mysteries by making quilts and putting these fabrics together. In cer- yeah, you know what? Let's let's stop before they actually do make that. That's got to be a British series, though. You know, it's got to be a British series. Set in Scotland. <laughs> exactly. Actually, yeah, I think that's enough for this week. Tune in next week when you'll hear Ted Hicks say, yeah, that's right. You're not going to hear Ted Hicks say anything. He doesn't exist. <laughs> he is a figment of Lee Vowell's imagination. <laughs> anyway, despite us mentioning that there are, what, 2,500 open theaters. Um, look, COVID still exists. Don't go to the theaters. We've given you four excellent options. Stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. My clunky.